Three, two, one. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Wild and Free, a Battleborn podcast. I am your host, Allison, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Jacob. Hey, Jacob, when's the last time you went outside? It was about 25 hours ago. I went for a walk. That was the last time I was outside. Oh, the walk was great. It was really warm. It was like 95 degrees outside, but that meant the park didn't have a lot of people which Mm -hmm. is preferred because I still am very much into the social distancing. How about you? Uh, 24 hours at least. I'm actually in Indianapolis and it's only uh, 50 degrees over here. So it's a bit too cold to go out. Um, Once it warms up though, I do plan to visit some of our local parks, but um, that's actually the purpose of uh, today's episode is with a lot of states, We still have shelter in place orders, but slowly um, these public spaces are starting to open up. We wanted to see if it's okay to go outside or visit a local park during the um, pandemic. So we want our our listeners to stay safe and healthy while also being respectful of the great outdoors. So to this end, we asked our friend and creative director, Berta Gutierrez to come on and talk to us. Hey, Berta. Hi, how are you? Good, good, good. Let me just introduce you real quick. Everybody knows you, obviously, as our creative director, and you've been on the podcast in the past. Um, You currently have a new position. You're the associate program director at Conservation Lands Lands Foundation. Yes, I am. Um, Mm -hmm. I used to be with Get Outdoors Nevada, and um, I I started in January with Conservation Lands Foundation. Um, So just, you know, working to protect uh public lands all oh, over yes. the southwest and when was the <laughs> last time, time you work were outside at an outdoor oh. place. Sorry, sorry i was also. actually that's okay the last time that i was outside was about 48 hours ago i didn't go out yesterday but the day before i went on a really long walk um on a to a local trail and the, the last time i was outside like out in the desert was on Sunday. I just couldn't, I just couldn't do it anymore. So I just went and drove. I just drove. I took the 95 North and I just drove until I got to like Indian Springs. And it was just so nice to be in the middle of the desert. That's awesome. <laughs> I don't remember the last time I was in the middle of the desert, which is sad, which is sad because I have been staying close to home with my park yeah. adventures. Yeah. Well, back when I was in Las Vegas, um, I hadn't been going, I hadn't been to the desert, uh, but I had been going a lot to run. And we talked about this on a, another episode at Craig, Craig Ranch Park. And that honestly was um, a godsend. It was the only thing keeping me sane. So we thought it would be a good idea to talk to you, B, because these are public spaces that, um, you know, the public is using and we want them to continue using them while practicing social distancing. Again, being respectful and making sure that you're leaving it just as is and that, you know, other other people can continue using these spaces, right? Absolutely. And right now it's the, it, the outdoors. And that when I say the outdoors, that's just mean outdoor spaces, which are urban like trails and local parks and regional parks mm-hmm. and that also means national conservation area it means state parks it means national parks so like when i say the outdoors i mean everything is like up front and center in the middle of this like those are the safe spaces right now 
Right. Um, here in Nevada, or the uh, the governor said, you know, like it's still okay to hike, and that's right. probably one of like the first times that I know that he's ever talked about hiking. Um, so and so, a lot of people did look for uh, the outdoors for for some kind of refuge and for mental health. But because of that, we've seen um, a lot more people outside, which is wonderful. But it's still um, you know, we still have to be mindful of, of, of staying at least six feet apart from each other, um, of being um, just considerate of others. Like, we go out, let's take the mask. I don't usually, if I'm out on a walk, I'm not wearing my mask, but I have it with me. Mm-hmm. So if I see a big group of people up front uh, that I know I'm going to, like, walk right next to them, I put it on real quick, you know, so... It's yeah. just about being considerate of others. Yeah. And I, I, I think like if I could just jump in real quick, I think especially like when we're talking about walking out on trails, like they tend to be pretty narrow. So rather than step out of the way and maybe like step off the unmarked path um, in order to keep your distance, which, you know, you should, but also as a second measure, wear your mask, right? Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, so there are, there are, um, they're called leave no trace principles. I don't know if you all are familiar with them, but the Center for Outdoor Ethics um, has seven principles. um, And under each principle, there's like recommendations and examples of what they mean. Um, But basically it all revolves about being considerate of others and of the places that you're visiting, Uh, making sure that you are leaving them the same as you found them, if not better. Um, and when it, I'm gonna go through a couple of the principles today, but basically, it's just how they translate in the time of COVID. But basically, it's just thinking about others. And when it, when we say others, is also thinking about the places, mm-hmm. um, because the places are alive. These are habitats and environments of of so many creatures, you know, other than humans. Um, so you know, when we go and we if we cut some beautiful wildflowers they may look good a couple of days in our in our little uh i don't know a glass of water at, at our house but that was somebody's food you know that was mm-hmm. food for a desert tortoise or that was food for um you know a little hummingbird you know we don't know whose food you're taking away so in appreciating this beauty let's just take pictures let's let's, let's try to leave things as they are that's a right. great, great idea yeah well and also leave it behind for other people to come and enjoy right if you move that or you miss like you misplace something then another person that comes behind you will not be able to enjoy it absolutely so yeah. like what would happen if everybody that went to red rock took a, a flower with them you know how many people go to red rock each day um the landscape we would destroy the Mm -hmm. landscape that is so precious that we go out to see on the first place Mm -hmm. yeah and even our local parks i mean there's i know yesterday on my walk at the spring valley community park there's trees that were blooming that hadn't been blooming when i was there just a day before and if people were to take those those beautiful blooms of like the palo verde tree it would just you would notice that they weren't there. Yes. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Um, so you need to, to just be considerate, you know, let's, let's leave all the rocks, all the pretty rocks, let's leave all the flowers and just take pictures. Because um, the thing is that if you're doing it for the gram, which right now, let's be <laughs> honest, we shouldn't be focusing on that. Right. But if we're doing it for the gram and we're, if we're going to post a picture, you can just take the picture and leave the flowers there and leave the blooms there and move on. If you find a cool rock, take a picture of it and then move on. If you otherwise see wildlife. You will, oh, sorry. I was going to say, otherwise you will face the wrath of the accounts that are trolling people abusing yes. nature right now. So just be warned. And the thing <laughs> is that, you know, this so is why we can't have nice things. Yes. Nature vigilantes. You know, this is where we can't have nice things. I remember the, the first weekend after we were in in stay-at-home orders here in Nevada, we all went out, and that's including me. I went out to Lake Mead um, for, a, for a short hike, and I had never seen that many people out at Lake Mead at, at a regular trail. Um, the Red Rock also got flooded, and the thing with, with the increased use it comes the damages and, you know, you know, trash left behind. If we all were being considered and practicing these principles where we take, like if I take a granola bar and I eat it, I'm not going to throw the trash out there. Mm -hmm. I'm going to put it in my pocket or in my backpack and bring it out and put it in a trash can. But if we're not practicing that, that's where things get damaged. But the thing is that right after that weekend, everything got closed. Right. Like meat closed down, um, red rock closed down because these places get maintenance and, and the people that are doing that are also going through this pandemic with us. Yeah. Right. So the rangers, the, the park maintenance staff, they're all we're all in this together. So and, and they only have so much manpower. Is there like a gender neutral way to say that? Is it people power? Just, yeah. Staff. Staff. They, you power, know, they have limited staff. Yeah. They have limited staff. So, like, if if there's an increase in visitation, of course, they're not going to be able to, to handle that. So, well, because... and they all plan for, like, they make their budgets with, like, uh -huh. previous usage in mind. So, mm -hmm, here sure. we are at, like, extreme usage of parks and public lands. And that's not how their budgets for maintenance was created. Their budgets for maintenance were created on like normal usage, which were not on normal usage anywhere. Right. And, well, and also, what, what uh -huh. can I just, uh, another thing is um, if you are possibly asymptomatic and you know, you, you throw something away, we, do, we know now, right. That the virus lives on surfaces for X amount of time and right. you're exposing other people possibly to um, the virus when they bend, when they bend down to get your crop. So just pick your crap up, bring a bag with you. Yes. Bring and that includes we want to be lovely stuff. and pick up after people. Right. And here's the thing. If um, it's, it's not that we don't want people outdoors. Right. This is what we want. We want everybody to have access to these places. Um, but all we all just have to be mindful about it. And we have to be prepared. One of the principles of Live No, Pre Live no Trace is being prepared. And that includes right now in the time of, of coronavirus is 
check in to see if the park is open, check in mm. to see if your trailhead is open and bring in your mask. And, you know, this is apart from taking enough water and taking a snack with you and having a, um, you know, some kind of first aid situation. This is apart from the regular preparedness. Right. You have to be mindful of others. It's personal responsibility. Be So if people want to find out if a park or a space is open what is your recommendation right now honestly is to just go on their social medias on their website um last resort is to call them because things are changing you know day after day so while one park may be closed right now or open we don't know the next day it may change so the best the best practice is to just go on social media that morning or go to their website or give them a call and check. Another thing is that we don't know what their current practices are. You know, it may say open, but it may be that they're only letting 20 cars at a time at a, a, you know, at X park. So you don't want to go. One of the things about being prepared is that if you go and it's full, you have to be emotionally prepared to turn around. Mm-hmm. Or you want to have a plan B or a plan C. Like if I go and there's 15 cars out in this really small trailhead, then I shouldn't stay there. You know, let me right. move along and let me go to a different trail. Um, and the thing is that that can be frustrated, but it's, but it's the best thing. You know, you know we're trying to be um mindful and, and protect ourselves and our families and our neighbors mm-hmm. right and we i um, think that's really important because we are all in this together but also like there are other people that we're impacting we don't know the circumstances of other people so if we're out and about having a mask is really important so you know like you said like you may start a walk and you're the only one there but you should have your mask just in case you encounter other people um, because right. we know that if both parties are wearing masks, you're l- way less likely to spread coronavirus or any other virus. But yeah, that's that's really well, important. And, and speaking of protecting people, so I was wondering um, about public amenities, right? Um, bathrooms and those type of spaces and parks and are people using them? And also are the people that are, if they're open, are they, the people that are cleaning it up, are they potentially exposing themselves? What's the deal on those spaces? So far, things are gonna change, but so far things have been closed. The facilities have been closed. Mm -hmm. And when they closed Lake Mead on the Nevada side, they said, you know, the trailheads, the road is gonna be closed. You can walk into the park so you can go and, and and walk and go for a for a trail, but there's not gonna be any restroom. So being prepared in case of that is also part of the plan. Like you should have some toilet paper and a bag so that you can bring your toilet paper out. Mm-hmm. You can leave your crap if you if you bury it like you know, like like a kitty, <laughs> like a cat. <laughs> but like uh, but the toilet paper, you should put it on a little bag and bring it out with you like your other trash. The name of this episode is obviously going to be Leave Your Crap. <laughs> Leave Your Crap Behind. <laughs> no. Take your crap with you. Take your crap with you. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Come on, Allison. No, that's part of the thing. You never know if there's going to be 
uh, uh, facilities open. Right. And the thing is that we have to be mindful. For example, I don't have any kids. I know. Just a kid. Just a cat. Yeah, I just have a, a, a little cat son. But the thing is that I don't have any kids. So I have not been going out during the weekends. Because mm-hmm. I know that there's families that have had to have their kids inside the whole week, trying to yeah. homeschool them, right. trying to, you know, dealing with all that stress. So to for me, I'm like, oh, you know what? The weekends, I'm just going to let all the families go out yeah. and not put myself uh, as a as a um, obstacle for them to enjoy the outdoors. Mm-hmm. I can do something different. I can go, I can get myself up some days <laughs> at five in the morning, <laughs> you know, and go and get my hike in the morning when there's less people around, or I can go in the evening. But families don't have that access, you know, you, right. the, the logistics behind having a family is, is different. So if we were all just like consider of other humans, you know, we would think about things like this, like go on a Wednesday at 630 in the morning, I bet there's nobody on the trail at that time, on the trail that you want to go visit. Right. That's a good recommendation. Yeah. And then, of course, still take all those precautions you would take normally if you were out there hiking. But, yeah. Right. And when we're out on public lands, we do need to be mindful. You know, talking about being mindful of the place, of the of the habitat that you're visiting. Um, we should be mindful of staying on trails. Mm-hmm. Um it's when we start to get off the trail for whatever reason, you know, if we're like, if we don't have a mask and we're afraid that somebody's going to come too close to us, like as, as the uses usage of this trust increases, there's going, more people are going to do that. And what's going to end up happening is we're going to have a big patch of empty land. Mm. We're going to like, um, create what's called social trails, which means we're just going to widen the original trail so much that it, you're not going to be able to see where exactly the trail is. So as much possible, try to stay on the trails. Um, that's for the, for the health of the, of the environment that we're visiting. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, and speaking of health, also staying home if you're sick, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, that's, this is not the moment to go outdoors if you're feeling sick. Definitely self-quarantine. Exactly. I mean, I know that um, on one of the times that I have been outside, somebody coughed. And I know everybody that was around was like, giving them the stink eye, you know? Like, <laughs> you, can't, like you can't even like choke on your water right now. Like, you have right. to like explain your cough. It's yeah. like, excuse me, did you just sneeze? Like, I'm going to need your health history for the last year and a half. Like, it's allergies. It's allergies. Well, and I think that's a good point because so uh, earlier this week, I was out at the, the park by my house and um, there was a, a Clark County uh, staff member, you know, who's doing some maintenance on the park and like, you know, the work that this individual was doing was very, very physical and totally understandable that this person was not wearing a mask while they were doing the work because it was super physical. Like it's my responsibility not to put them in danger because I want to use the park. 
Mm-hmm. Like that was, I think for me, like something that I wouldn't have thought about until I saw that person like doing this very physically intensive job while I was walking around. Like he is exposing himself to getting sick if someone's sick because the job he was doing, it was a, you know, a two person job, but he was one person doing it. He couldn't have been wearing a mask during that time. It was just not possible because of the task he was mm-hmm. doing. And so like we should, you know, I was taking a walk around the park. So I made sure there was not a lot of people there. I took a very wide berth around him. I did not go anywhere near him, but you know, I definitely watched people go much closer to him. And I was like, that's, you're risking him. He, this is, he has to be here. Yeah. We're I was going to say that he doesn't have a choice. He's no. working. Right. Right. Well, so B, in the past, we've had you on and we've talked about accessibility, right? And um, researching spaces, et cetera. Sometimes the information um, is not accessible to everybody. People don't know what are the resources to find places to visit. Can you recommend our listeners um, some resources? Yes. Um, and these are all, you know, you, you need internet to find all of this, which hopefully most people would have. If somebody doesn't have internet, at least in Southern Nevada, you can go right now to the parking lots of libraries and they have extended yes. their Wi-Fi to the parking lot. But um, there's an app which you can put on your phone. It's called Neon to Nature. And that, oh, yes. that one is really good. It's uh, basically all of Clark County. Uh, it gives you, when you open it up, it re- it needs access to your location because it, it reads where you are. So it tells you what trails and what parks are around you. And if the parking around you has a trail inside the park. So it's really good. If you, mm. it, right now, you know, everybody's walking. I right. know I'm taking walks around my neighborhood. So it's good to know sometimes. I am fairly new to this neighborhood. I don't know all the parks that are around this. Right. But if you pull up the app, it gives like it, it tells you there's a park a mile and a half from you. So that's that that comes in handy. Um and I think for now that one is the be- the best option that we have because we want to make sure that we're visiting first and foremost our local parks yeah. just so, to not get too far from home. Mm-hmm. Um right now it's not recommended to go to go very far like it's not recommended for you to go to southern utah for example you know yeah. like let's let's keep it as local as we can um and there's no need uh the city right. there truly are sufficient there are sufficient parks are out there right yeah yeah and they're really beautiful too like i have discovered a couple of new trails that are attached to parks lately that are absolutely beautiful you know it's enough for my hour walk. Yeah. What was the trail you told me about? I was at, it's called Pueblo Park. That's right. And it goes on this like curvy trail between a couple of like residential areas. And it's so beautiful. And it's on the west I side have of been town, seen, right? Yeah. Yes. It's on the like northwest side of town. About like, it's, let me think about it. It's Lake Mead and Buffalo. Yes. Yes. Well, if and if I could just go back a little bit to what you're saying about going for walks early in the morning. So I had been going around like six or seven ish. And at that hour, there weren't too many people out, but there were like a couple. And 
you know, we're in isolation. If we're lucky enough or unlucky, we have roommates, <laughs> right? But um, I've built a little community of, you know, there's like five or six walkers at that time. There's like the couple that walks slowly. There's a couple of joggers. There's this woman that wears these fabulous outfits. And from afar, I'll be like, I love your shorts. And she'll be like, I like your headbands. So it's been, you know, I've actually found a bit of a COVID community out there that where, you know, we check in and, um, you know, the day that someone doesn't show up, I'm like, oh, I hope she's well, you know, so it's, it's been really great for my health again. And just, I've built a little community out in the park. And I think that social distancing doesn't mean antisocial. Right. Correct. It just means that we like we still we still should say hi on the trail and good morning and good evening and whatever time it is you know right. but we should do it from afar or we can just wave or you know we still have to be a community in all of this. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and, and especially and especially in the desert. Well, in any in any trail, right? When you're outdoor, it's actually super important. If someone like you should establish contact with people because then if you go missing, let's hope that doesn't occur. But people will be able to say, I saw that person at seven o'clock and she has not come back. Yeah, right. Yes. Someone has been watching too many uh, true crime. (laughs) What have you been watching, Allison? (laughs) No, no, I'm true. I mean, it's true. You should you do need to make contact, but I am yeah. very aware of that because I still am very respectful of, well, I'm, I mean, I'm fearful and respectful of nature. So anytime I'm out, it's a possibility a bear will kill me or I will fall off a cliff. So I want to make sure that people know that's why I wear bright clothing. So they'll be like, oh yeah, the crazy Mexican with the yellow shorts. Yeah. So listeners here in Southern Nevada, you're not going to get attacked by a bear if you're at a local community park. No. If I would have known that, then I wouldn't say hi. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, what? What? Like, there's no, there's no bears around. I don't think at Craig Ranch, Craig Ranch Regional Park, there are bears either. But I mean, oh, you know what you can get attacked by over here? A peacock. We're gonna not talk about peacocks because (laughs) that is an off limits conversation. Dear listeners, peacocks are the devil. Don't go near them. Have you heard them scream? Only in my night. Guy Fieri had them on his property. It is the most horrible sound. Like it sounds like a demon child is crying. Oh God. Now I'm going to like have nightmares tonight. So <laughs> I'm sorry, Jacob. <laughs> I have been triggered. I'm sorry. There's some COVID-19 videos. Guy Fieri either has them on his property or they trespass. trespassed. I, They're trespassers because him? they are literally Satan's favorite animal. Now, first off, Satan isn't real. Second, if Satan was real, he'd be awesome. But they are the worst animals in the world. Yeah, They're, they... Name me a worse animal. You can't. Not even the murder hornets. Not even the murder. Hornets. Oh God! Let's not talk about murder. Right. Hornet. So they could bite you, and then you're dead. Uh, Yo, here's, let's let's bring it back in. Like the point yes, of this episode we're... is that we should still be enjoying the <laughs> yes. outdoors, but we should be mindful about it. It's a place and of yes. comfort. We really need to enjoy the outdoors and protect them, even if we don't make it out of 2020. Like at this right. point, we don't know, right? Exactly. Well, and I think that is really important because the outdoors, they are our spaces, 
Like these, these places belong to all of us and we are not the only ones that use them. There are also animals, um, you know, birds and insects and God knows what amphibians that all depend on these spaces to survive. So (laughs) we need, we need to make sure that they are, they are, uh, appropriate for all of us. Here's the thing. Um, at this point, we can also bring the in the outdoors in. There are a lot of local organizations yeah. that have, because they can hold their volunteer events and their lectures in person like they were, uh-huh. they are doing it online. So I feel like this has been wonderful how a lot more people have, have, been, have been just been able to access this information and these activities. Yeah. I know Get Outdoors Nevada is doing a lot of things on both their Facebook and their Instagram. Right. A lot of education activities. They have also been doing these like trail visits. It's been wonderful. Mm -hmm. Another thing is that Friends of Nevada Wilderness, they have been doing a like a live lunch on Facebook on Wednesdays when they tackle uh, like a a topic about the outdoors. Like how do you pack your backpack? You know, what should be on your first aid kit? Um, And on their Instagram, something really nice that I found on Friends of Nevada Wilderness Instagram is that they have these soundscapes uh, videos. So it's about four to five minutes of just like nature sounds. Oh, that's nice. Let me tell you, I played those in the middle of the day. Just close your eyes and it's just so good. It it, It absolutely like transports you to the outdoors. That sounds um, really nice. I, I thought of you guys the other day because Get Outdoors Nevada a couple days ago posted about camping in their backyard mm-hmm. and it made me think of you guys and I was like, oh, maybe one day we can at least camp in our backyards. Um, well, it, right now it, I don't have a backyard, but... Neither. Uh, Jose and Ashley do. It's perfect. Yes, they do. They do. <laughs> but yes, you know, so it's little <laughs> activities like this that you can do. Like if if... If you have kids at your home and you do have a tent, even if you don't have a backyard, you can totally like put the tent in the middle of your living room. Yeah. And that alone would get you some quiet time because the kids are going to be entertained in there. If you put little lights inside or whatever, you know, something that is not fire. Right. Because <laughs> I may end up in strategy, but like if that can like buy you some time just for you to, to just, sit down right that you don't have to entertain them they can entertain themselves mm-hmm. and there's there are so many resources and education like particularly educational resources about like nature and the sky and the universe that are out there right now too i mean i've seen so much about like uh stargazing that's out there right now and like mm-hmm. even in las vegas there's still stars that we can see and i know get out towards nevada like had a thing specifically about like what can you see that's here in Las Vegas, um, and that mm-hmm. would help too. So right. like just you know like that stuff's a lot of fun. Um, and I yeah. know like we had like the flower moon or whatever just this last this last week, and like I don't know if I have seen the moon so bright in Las Vegas in some time, and that maybe that's just because. I, feel I heard like, it was a super moon. I totally yes. missed it, but it was a super moon. It was. It was called the flower moon. It was a super Aww. moon, but it was the flower moon. And it was I like saw... the brightest moon I have seen in forever. And maybe that's just because, too, like things seem clearer and darker, whether they are or not. 
That is my impression. I don't know about you guys, but I know I have been more sensitive. Like I have been taking things, taking more things in, like appreciating things more. Yeah. Uh, now and it's so like just a walk around the park it's been nice I'm like oh the breeze is so beautiful and nice it's so painful yeah well and- so be oh. oh go ahead no no you go for it Allison okay sorry sorry um well speaking of um enjoying the outdoor right so I think it's important to ask you about we're we're, we're enjoying the outdoors now I would like us to continue <laughs> enjoying them. So I'm wondering, like, yeah, but I want to make sure that future generations can continue to enjoy them. So I'm wondering, like, um, are there any causes or organizations that are devoted to educating the public about proper use of public spaces or, you know, could I donate to a local park or how does it go just to make sure that the facilities are maintained and that, you know, once we're up and running, you know, that these education programs are, remain intact for these organizations and for mm-hmm. for, the, for our community's children. Well, you can go to uh, conservationlands.org and you can <laughs> learn more about our public lands and what we're doing to defend them and to protect them for future generations. Right. You can go on our Instagram, which is at conservationlands. Mm-hmm. Or Twitter is different. I believe it's conservationlf. Yes, I believe so. Um, and you can find us on Facebook, also Conservation Lands. Um, when it comes to what you can do right now is you can engage um, in just what's happening because BLM uh, has not stopped any any processes from going forward. So if you can go online and put a comment about a place that you care about, uh-huh. That's that's important. If you can sign a petition against, um, you know, abstractive uses, you know, oil or gas uh, at a certain place that really should be set up for conservation, go ahead and do that. Those are things that we can do from our home, from our phone. You know, you can just fill out a, 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 a what did I just say? A petition, yes, a, petition a petition or just sign some, do some kind of action. You can retweet, you can share a, a post on Instagram about something that's happening um, that will help us continue protecting these places. Um, if you want to bring it a little more local, which that, by the way, you could do at, at the local level because there are places in Nevada that we are working to protect, you know, these days like we're working on that right now um another thing that you can do is you can share this leave no trace principles with other people so you can put a little post on your instagram or on your facebook or or you know whatever social media and you can say hey if you go out make sure you bring back all the trash you know that you don't leave any trash over there Uh, or make sure you stay on trails or don't forget your mask you can share this 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 principles that we've shared today um you can go to if you want to read more about them you can go you can just google leave no trace Mm. and you're gonna find all of that and you're gonna find the center for outdoor ethics on there um if you wanted to i'm sure that when things are appropriate you there's gonna be a lot of parks and trails and and conservation areas and and state parks that are going to need a lot of volunteers 
Um, and right. when when the time is right, that's going to be the safest type of volunteering that you're going to do because it's going to be outdoors Good and point. you can do it. You don't right. have to be like standing right next to each other. You can spread out. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be one of the one of the safest things to to get involved when it comes to volunteer. But it's also it's going to be needed because after this increase in use, there's probably going to be a lot of things to fix, a lot of trails to like go in and 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 redo and and you know right a lot of trash to remove a lot of weeds to remove mm-hmm. yeah well b thank you so much for for all these resources and we'll make sure we have some links in our show notes for all of this um but before we we leave you so as you know we are all um particularly, you know, we're, we're, we're all pros at social distancing at this moment. Um, so when the time comes that it is safe to, and, and healthy to be back in the Las Vegas community, what is the one place that you're looking forward to looking forward to going food, drink, otherwise? So this is probably not going to be for, for a long while, because I, I don't know when I'm going to feel safe going into restaurants, but when, when it is time, I want to go for like a really good meal. So I was mm. thinking either Echo and Rig um, in Summerlin Delicious. or there's this other place on the strip. Hopefully it'll still be there, but it's called Joe Seafood. Um, oh, it's yeah. on, at the forum shops, I believe. And I've just heard that it's amazing seafood. Now, here's the thing, though. Like that's like, I don't know, a hundred a hundred dollars like a meal Mm -hmm. so i have been saving i'm like when the time is right i'm gonna like spend all my monies in like a really good meal but i wanted to be with my friends so you'll need to like get it together with your calendars i mean if it's joe's seafood i will have shrimp and whitefish because we know how to feel about seafood we can make it echo and break it's probably gonna be glorious but i am i'm just like looking forward to like a really nice sit down meal where I can have some wines, a delicious meal, but most importantly that I don't have to do the dishes afterwards. Oh, I thought you were going to say most importantly, my friends will be there and I was going to start crying. That too, but you know what? Most importantly, (laughs) I'm not going to have to do dishes after. Dishes are the devil. I have been, like, I don't want to see them anymore. Mm -hmm. I have been doing dishes all the time. I have been using my dishwasher too, but I've also still been doing some dishes by hand. I can't, I can't handle it anymore. I agree. Yeah, I'm right there with you too. I think, I mean, I wish, I hope, that all restaurants, that all businesses come back um, in full force. But if not, what I can tell you as someone that was around, Jacob can um, verify right after the recession, there was a bunch of discounts at strip restaurants and um, different things for right. locals. So maybe we can, you know, we can go to these places and have a less expensive meal than we ordinarily would be able to. I was, yeah, I I will- was thinking about this. What if the park, the free parking comes back? Fingers crossed. I think it would be very appropriate. Ain't nobody want to know and pay $20 for parking. If they want us back, they'll make it free parking. Hey, people from the strip. Yeah. Free parking. I got a really, so 
as you two know, my 40th birthday is rapidly approaching. And so I got a reminder that one of the things I wanted to do before my 40th birthday, which will not be possible. Um, and even if the restaurant opens, I would not go to it before my birthday. Yeah. But the, literally the night before my birthday, I had it on my calendar to go to Mesa Grill, which I've never gone to. I have so not. I don't good. know which one is that. It's Bobby, Bobby Flay's Flay. Southwestern restaurant. Where is it? It's at Caesars. Ooh. And that was on my list. Literally the last <laughs> thing I wanted to do before my birthday was to oh, go you to You probably Mesa wanted Grill. to like welcome your four-year birthday in there, right? Yes, like, I did. Like yes. 1201, you're like, hey, it's my birthday. Give me my free dessert. Right. So, <laughs> so, uh, Yesterday on my calendar was the reminder that I needed to get a reservation. Oh, we're gonna make it happen. Yeah, yeah. That's when we're I mean, gonna go. That's when yeah, we can Bobby go. Bobby can this come out back. and make the food for you. I mean, I've heard he's kind of a jerk, but I'll take it. <laughs> and why are we supporting? I, I don't know. About these but but it but it is. I mean, I'm right there with you. Like I will. I mean, I've already been as as listeners of our of our podcast know Alice and I have been supporting local restaurants already but like it will be when the time comes that we feel comfortable going back to local restaurants it's going to be awesome I mean I feel like it's like the like we all have like just this one thing right. it's like a treat yourself kind of thing right yes like I, I like I'm not going to be going to to whatever restaurant like every week it's just going to be like this is like my welcome back into the my <laughs> hobbies of eating out yes right exactly well hopefully we'll be able to do that um sometime safely in the future um yeah, yeah. i look forward to going to ecker and rig with you yeah me too though i've never eaten there in person i've only had their i've had their meats their burgers mm. so good which i think they're still doing that the butcher shop is still yeah, open they are yeah <laughs> Well, B, thank you so much for joining us. Um, this has been Wild and Free, a Battleborn podcast. As always, I am Jacob, and I'm with here with my co-wrangler in the East East Coast time zone at the moment. Yes, it's time for me to go to bed. Thank you for that. And thank you, B, for coming on. <laughs> Truly, um, the outdoors, I can't say enough how they've been my respite. And you've been very informative. You've been, you know, keeping me on track about leave no trace, etc. So thank you for sharing this information uh, with our listeners. Most thank you for having me. And the rest of our team, as always, we've got Jose Sotelo, our producer and uh, composer of our theme song, Ashley Pacheco with research assistants, Raven and the Dog of Descent, who I'm sure Raven has been the one member of our team who has enjoyed the shutdown the most so happy because <laughs> her people have been with her 24 7 because dogs are happy cats are pissed is what i've learned yeah Dwayne wants me out of the house he's like what the heck are you doing here get out of here human right so dogs happy cats pissed and uh yeah all and, right and i guess that's a wrap yeah yeah yeehaw giddy up